Welcome to the All Financial Hour podcast with Steve Ong. Kiplinger, they laid out uh, a couple different ages that are special for retirement planning. So, Steve, let's talk about some of them. Okay, let's just go through them real quick. When you hit age 50, that's when you're allowed to make catch-up contributions. That means you get an additional $1,000 if you're putting your money into IRAs and $6,000 for your 401k. Those are good if people are behind. I'm going to say there might be better ways to invest those dollars if you have large IRA or 401k balances now. Everybody knows 59 and a half is that year that we can actually take distributions from our IRAs and 401ks. And there's no 10% penalty if it's a distribution for income. The other thing that can be done at 59 and a half, most 401k plans give you the availability to move money from the 401k into an IRA. Why would somebody do that? There's a lot more options for that money in the IRA account than there is in the 401k. So if you've hit that age 59 and a half and you'd like to look at some more options, give me a call. 62. It's the first year that you can take a social security benefit. Now you are going to get a discount for the amount of money that you would get. Almost 30% if you were born after 1960 or after. At age between 66 and 67, that's when we hit full retirement age, when we get our full retirement Social Security benefit. It's it's not discounted, and that does change between the ages of 66 to 67. Age 70, we want to turn on our Social Security by that age, because if we don't turn it on then, it won't get any higher and if you wait too long, they're only going to pay you back six months if you if you don't take your Social Security on time. So once you hit age 70, your Social Security will not increase. Go ahead and turn on your benefit at that time. So it's 50. We get a, we can do catch ups. 59 and a half possibility of a rollover or distributions. 62. We can start Social Security. 66 to 67. Most of us, you know, that's full retirement age and age 70. Make sure you've turned on your Social Security if you're 70 or older. Nice little breakdown there. If you have thoughts, questions, concerns about any of that, the website, yourmoneymattersstl.com. And continuing on with kind of the theme here, talking about ages and what you need to do at certain ages. As far as we know, RMDs will be back this year. And fortunately, the age requirement has been extended from the old 70 and a half to the new 72. But Morningstar's Maria Bruno says, even if you're not 72, you may want to at least consider taking some withdrawals anyway. A lot of individuals are sitting on large deferred balances. And while there is a benefit to not touching those tax deferred assets, some individuals, given the size of their IRA or 401k, can be subjected to pretty large mandated distributions, which would come with what they call the tax torpedo. You have large tax liabilities. So leading up to that age 72, you could start to withdraw from those assets, um, yes, you are accelerating some tax liability, but hopefully at a presumably lower rate. And you're potentially also lowering future RMDs because the size of those IRAs are smaller. Okay, she said a lot there, but the one thing that stood out to me is tax torpedo. I'm guessing this is something we should avoid. Yes, that's one of the things that you do want to avoid. As I like to put it, having too much money in your 401ks and IRAs could subject you to higher taxes in retirement. Because conventional wisdom says 
you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. Most people find out that once they hit 72, that might not be a true statement. And this tax torpedo that she's talking about is when we start to look at how much of our Social Security is taxable income, we have a provisional income formula because all Social Security is not taxable until you hit certain income limits. Well, when you start to look at it, if you've got a pension in your social, in social Security and you're meeting your living expenses and you're not paying a lot of taxes, then you hit 72. And all of a sudden we come in and not only do you pay tax on that additional dollar that you receive because of the required minimum distribution, now you have to pay taxes on up to 85% of your Social Security. So $1 can create $1.85 in taxable income. That's why some people call it the double tax time bomb. She called it the tax torpedo. We like to look at it. Have you thought about what your tax rates are going to be when you lose a spouse and go back to those single brackets? Mm. Or when you have to start taking those required minimum distributions that you really didn't want to take. So that's one of the things we look at. And as she stated, it could be advantageous to take money out of the IRA account now to one live on or two with Roth conversions, because now I'm paying taxes at a rate that I am willing to pay versus what they're going to, we're going to pay in the future. Cause most people, when I talk to them, will state they believe that taxes will be higher in the future. So if that's what you think, it might be more advantageous to spend a little of that IRA money now than waiting to figure out what rate they're going to charge you in the future. And that's something to think about because you don't realize it until you get to about 70, 71 and, and you know, your financial guy goes, oh, by the way, you got to take all that money out that you've been, you know, tax deferred all these years and you have to pay taxes on it. It really can, you know, flip your flip the script, I guess, on your financial plan and want to make sure that you are financially set. We want to make sure you avoid these tax torpedoes and you could do that when you come in for that second opinion or even that first opinion. And let's make sure you're being tax efficient along the way with your financial plan. Plan. You know, this is interesting because I always thought life insurance was a product that, you know, protects my spouse in case something happens to me. But the financial magazine Barron says there are ways that we can actually use a whole life policy to bolster our retirement portfolio. How exactly does this work, Steve? Well, you think about it when everybody in our entire lifetime, when we sit across the table from the insurance salesman, he's trying to do what? He's telling you, I'm going to give you the largest death benefit that I can possibly give you with the least amount of premium possible. Mm -hmm. I want as most insurance I can get for the least premium. This is using the life insurance contract. It has tax advantages within it to the max. This goal with what we call a life insurance retirement plan is to do just the opposite. I want as small a death benefit as I can possibly get that I can put the most amount of money that I can possibly put into it and keep the taxability of the life insurance contract. Now, a lot of people say, well, why would you do that? Well, if I put the money in, in the contract, it's going to grow tax deferred. Mm-hmm. The only cost is the cost of the life insurance because I have to have so much life insurance in that contract to consider it to be life insurance. So again, I want the most premium I can put in, least amount of life insurance. 
Why? Because the cost is the cost of the life insurance. So over years, it grows up tax deferred. And if I take the balances out properly, it's a loan from the death benefit. Therefore, loans are not taxed. So I can pull money out and it's not taxable income, does not affect my tax rate, nor does it tax affect what I have to do within the provisional income formula for my social security. So it gives me the advantage of putting the money in tax deferred growth. And if I take it out properly, no tax owed. And it also covers me for the fact that death benefit, most of the ones that we look at, please verify on your own, they have what are called chronic illness writers. What that means is if I have a long-term care type exposure, I can actually pull the death benefit out of the policy to assist in paying those costs for my long-term care. Wow. So it gives me a lot of different things to be able to do with one contract because most people do have a concern about long-term care. They just don't like the cost of a long-term care policy. Most right. are use it or lose it. With what we call the life insurance retirement plan, I can do one, do a few different things. One, if I have a long-term care exposure, I can use that to offset the expense. Two, if I don't have it and I need income, I can take it out of the policy. Again, I'm borrowing against the death benefit, mm -hmm. no taxes, no taxes on that income. Oh, wow. So I've got tax advantage and I've got the availability to assist myself if I have a long-term care exposure. The problem that we have, you have to be insurable. <laughs> so if you've, got a big, a, yes. if you've got an old life insurance policy that doesn't cover all of those, but you have some cash value still in that policy, it would be possible if you're still insurable to move that cash value into the life insurance retirement plan, which gives you a greater benefit right up front. So there are possibilities. It's life insurance in a way most people have never heard of. If you have questions about that or how it might affect you, please don't hesitate to give me a call. We'll sit and we'll talk about how that life insurance retirement plan could assist you. Thanks for listening to the All Financial Hour podcast. Catch the full show Saturday at 7 a.m. on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Steve All is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The All Financial Group, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and the All Financial Hour podcast are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance license in the state of Missouri. Insurance license number 8039738.